0: it's me it's me it's the do the road dog jesse james and you're listening to live and in color with wolfie
1: d hey this is jimmy street host of the live and in color with wolfie d podcast hear the life and times of professional wrestler wolfie d from his time in the territories with pg-13 to his time in wwe ecw wcw tna and more nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back thanks again for tuning in here he is wolfie d
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to the Livening Color with Wolfie D podcast. And Wolfie, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. I'm live.
3: I'll bum rush your mother. How are you doing,
2: Jimmy? <laughs> man, I'm good. You know, we starting out this new year You're hot. They're going to be okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that, man. Bum rush my mother. You know that's how it goes. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, we started out this year hot. We got our first show of the year you know, all about tag team partners and how to be a good one. Man, the numbers on that one are doing good. The numbers on our WCWS PG-13 watch-along with Shannon Moore, Big Vito, are doing amazing. Uh, yeah, honestly, good. you know, so that means we're going to be doing more watch-alongs because we've got so many other wrestling matches we can do that with. So oh, really,
3: I got, you don't know. even remember. I got any matches I don't even remember.
2: <laughs> I know. It's gonna be excellent. And you're gonna be Lance Russell on every one of them because you get to do uh, your own pick. <laughs>
3: don't, don't give me those so, shoes. I don't wear that. Uh,
2: I know, that's tough. Right. Those are tough shoes to fill. So starting off though, I want to do a little, you know, housekeeping here. The first part is we actually have seven shirts on the Pro Rising site. We have some brand new merchandise on there. It's amazing. Some really cool shirts. We actually are going to have, very soon, the very first Slash t-shirt. You know, Wolfie D has an amazing character called Slash. If you don't know what that is, I don't even know why you're listening. But at the same time, <laughs> go back in the archives, listen to the Slash show. <laughs> and it, it's going to be like in the style of a heavy metal band t-shirt, which is, cool. I, you know, think that would be been perfect for that character. So also, Wolfie, we've got some other cool merchandise options coming up. Let them know about that.
3: The Pint Size All-Stars, they have arrived from China finally. Woo-hoo! And they, they have made it to my, guy from pro wrestling Luke, jeff dino he told me he was sending them out yesterday so i should have my box of figures sometime this week and i'll be putting that on facebook and and our you know all of our sites and everything on how to order those and and how much they're going to cost and whatnot and yeah. i mean that's that's awesome also Uh, This week, I should be getting, there was a game that I played as a kid. It was called Champions of the Galaxy. This was before there were any cool video games of wrestling, and this was the coolest thing to me. It's a dice game. It's got cards. The original game had, uh, like, fictional characters in the future, Star Warrior, Brute, and all these kind of guys that kind of resembled certain people, but... It was still futuristic and very cool. There was also a game called Legends of Wrestling, which was the same style. You can interchange them. So point being, PG-13 got added on to Legends of Wrestling. I'll be getting that. They're sending me the original Champions of the Galaxy. They're also sending me uh, Legends of Wrestling as well as my cards. So that's something, and and I, I don't get anything off this. I was honored. To even be asked to be on that, man, because, like I said, I played it as a kid, and it was just cool to me. So, as that comes to me, I'll give more information on on how to, you know, get that game and get those cards and all that stuff. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. Now, first of all, let's not
2: skip over the fact that you're going to have the very first PG thirteen action figures very soon in your hands.
3: Yeah, Pine All Stars. They they've been doing it for a minute uh, with Pro yeah. Wrestling Loot, but I think we are the first double pack. I know they have a Rock and Roll Express one, and I'm not sure if they're. I'm not sure the release dates on each one or whatever. But what the guy told me was, you're our first double pack. So that's pretty that's amazing. Cool. That
2: is amazing, man. I can't wait to get my own set. I know I've already put my order in with Wolfie D, and I can't wait to get those in my hands because I'm going to, you know, display them proudly. Now, I'm not an action figure guy. My you're going to be pinning Jamie, right?
3: That's yeah, of gonna course. Display it. Okay. Well, however, yeah, of
2: course. I mean, that's, isn't that the way it's supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so the action figures, the Phil Kinger games cards. I remember those cards from a kid too. I always, I didn't really understand them, but I thought they were cool, and I tried to collect them. So again, contact with
3: the For me, it was because uh, I I always bought Pro Wrestling Illustrated, all the uh, wrestling magazines back in the day, and that's yeah. where I saw it, and I was like, man, I gotta have this, and so I ordered it. And then I just, I went off, I bought every edition they had and all this kind of stuff. And then it just, it it came about, I think it was, I don't know, like two years ago or something. I was talking to somebody and we've already got two cards on there, but now there's a new edition uh, that are colorized and uh, a whole new picture. So it's like really awesome to me. Very awesome. Uh, I had everything and played it all the time and I played it all the time. That's amazing, man. I'm so
2: proud of you guys. I'm so proud of you, man. You know, I feel like when things are cooking, you know, we got to make sure we add extra pot to the fire because, you know, while. While one thing's cooking, we got this podcast. I mean, it feels like things are rolling in the right direction, and, and that's how we want to maintain it. So, like I said, Pro Wrestling Tees, go there, prowrestlingtees.com slash live Wolfie D. And then also the Pipe Ties All Star figures, contact us through our social media pages. I will get you directly in touch with Wolfie D if you want to order those. Yeah. Or go through his Warren Wolf or Wolfie D page, however you want. Also, the Phil Singer Games cards. You know, awesome, man. So, you know, like I said, got big things going, but honestly, this leads me to probably one of the biggest announcements. To be honest, man, I didn't think I would ever say this on the podcast, but, you know, let's start by announcing that on February 5th, 2022, you'll be making your in-ring comeback with Tennessee Championship Wrestling tagging with Jerry the King
3: Lawler, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody contacted me and said, hey, you know, are you still wrestling or whatever. And I, I usually say, no, I'm not. Uh, but I'll do signings or whatever, and then they said, "Well, if you want a team with Lawler against Doug and and one of the Moon Dogs, uh, we'd love to have you." So I was like, "Wow, okay, that's pretty cool. At least I know I got a partner that, yeah, that, that will take care of me." And then my opponent, even though you know Doug and I have had our differences over the years, we had a huge feud and and whatnot, trying to. Trying to stay true to it. I I know he'll take care of me. He may whack me a few times because he owes me a couple or something like that. Uh, the Moon yeah. Dog uh, I'm wrestling with. I don't know that I've ever wrestled that particular Moon Dog, but you know I trust guys, and I I told I told all of them. I said, look, you know, here's my issues, and uh, yeah, if we can yeah. do that and the money's right, let's go.
2: Yeah. Well. I mean, I think this is surprising everyone, and that is why this episode is called Wolfie's Comeback. And honestly, again, Wolfie, man, you f- I feel like you're not Indiana Jones running from the large boulder. I feel like, man, you are the boulder, and the 2022 is Indiana Jones. So this time the boulder is going to run over Indiana Jones.
3: <laughs>
2: so, you know, So We're going to talk about this comeback show for this episode. You know, you talked to me about this, and I said, man, this would make a great episode for the podcast. So let's go ahead and just make this show Wolfie's Comeback.
0: Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out.
1: If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. To start out though,
2: previously to this, you've had almost a six-year retirement. Your last match was with Derek King in the now defunct Arcadian Wrestling Association Tell us about the, the AWA, man. Tell us what was put that company
3: uh, it, it was great, man. Uh, they had a great backer. Chase Stevens was pretty much the guy that kind of made that happen. He had a, uh, uh, I don't want to say relationship, because that will make it sound all wrong, but uh, right. with the bail bonds lady in Nashville, and she had a lot of money, and she wanted to yeah. play around with it, I guess. And, uh, started a a company and I knew it had potential. So I wanted to be a part of it. Chase and I go back a long way and, you know, he brought me on. And then a couple months in, it started to be where I told him, I said, you know, let me, let me help you with this. Let me book some of this. And it it got to be, he, he was the final say so, but I also wrote a lot of the shows and, Uh, going back to my last match, uh, we had animal on the show who, you know, I had a relationship with from back in WWF. And, uh, the deal was I was wrestling, uh, Derek King and I had them in a threesome. It was Derek King, Tracy Smothers and moonshine, uh, Mantell, I think it was what they were calling it at the time. And right. so anyway, they all jump on me, and the deal was, they were going to hit the music, oh, what a rush, and the animal comes down, he was just going to shit-can everybody. And I went to him, and I, I said, Joe, I said, uh, will you please, let's do something different here, let's make this better. And he looked at me kind of funny, and uh, I said shit can too. I said, then put Derek on your shoulders and I said, let's do the Doomsday device. I said, I took it from you fuckers so many times. I said, yeah, I, I wanted, you know, and, and my deal was, I wanted to go up to the top rope, press my heart, put my fist to the air and, you know, in honor of Hawk, because I I yeah. loved both of them. You know, right. they're both gone. But at that point, obviously, Animal was still with us, but He cocked his head to the side. He looked at me and he said, Wolfie, you know I wouldn't do this for just anybody. And I said, brother, I know that. And I said, that's why I'm asking. I know this is why I love you, man. And he said, okay, let's do it. funny part was, (laughs) he comes in, music plays. Oh, what a rush. Here he comes. He shit cans too. He goes to put uh, Derek on his shoulders and he had a bad knee. And... uh, staggered all the way to the ropes and almost dumped Derek off his shoulders. <laughs> onto oh, the man. Bike. But he, he he regained his balance. And see, I didn't see none of this because I was, I was climbing the ropes at that time when he put him up yeah. and everything. So I didn't see that until I, there was a video of it that I saw later, but I didn't see it until I, I got to the top rope and he was where he was supposed to be. And right before that, is when I tore my tricep. I did a. I used to do a move uh, with that gimmick. You know, I had the fangs and stuff where I would do a fez press. I would choke them. Then I would bite them with the fangs and then punch them. Yeah, right. So me and Derek, you know, Derek's 240. I was 250 at the time. So 500 pounds basically goes up in the air and we come down on my elbow. And it ripped my tricep off the bone. I, I oh felt like God. it just broke my arm. I didn't know what happened. It just hurt so bad. And so we go down, and I grab him to go to choke him. I can't even choke him. I can't even press on him. I, and then I try to punch him. I can't punch him. My arm is fucked. So I told him, I said, I'm, I'm fucking hurt, man. I'm hurt. But there was no way that I was not going to do that finish, you know, with animals. Right, right. So we get through the match, whatever, and I go up to the top rope, like I said, and i Derek on the floor, and uh, I turn around, I'm on the top rope, and and I have to clothesline him with the arm that's fucked up, but I was like, fuck it, man. So I jumped and did it, boom, and uh, it was awesome, and, and that was my last match, man. That is crazy, and what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The trice had to be... And went to the doctor the next day, and he said, I don't even know how you can move your arm after the MRI, because beforehand he looked at it and he said, I think you partially tore it. We did the MRI, and he said, man, you ripped it completely off the bone. I don't even know how you can move your arm. Oh, my and, god. And uh, so they had to to reattach the tricep tendon to my forearm, and that's when I said, you know, I, I just don't know if it's worth it anymore. You know? Right. And that was my last month. I mean, what a way to end it, though. I mean, it's almost like the
2: cherry on top. You know, your dream is your road warriors were your heroes. Yeah. my God, what a way to end. I mean, you know, it's tempting to leave it at that. I know it has to be, but you know, this this is coming up here. I, I think you're going to have a good match here. But anyway, to continue on with the AWA, you know, you also worked with wrestlers like you just mentioned, Moonshine Mantell, Derek Neal. Now, I've worked on a show with. Derek Neal, before Kentucky kid. Tell us about those guys. Do you, do you remember much about those guys?
3: Derek Neal, uh, he's a great worker, man. A lot of these guys up here that, you know, they may not have got their shine or whatever, but there's a lot of good workers right. that have come out of this area, man. A lot of them. Yeah.
2: I remember working with Derek Neal. Now, I've worked with Derek King on a Saw show before, worked with Derek Neal on a, another Saw show, but, you know, TJ's Sawmill, you would see a lot of people come in for a few months and then go away. That's right. where I actually met you and was flipping out. You know, it was like you're talking and you're like, I remember you saying, man, you know, I could do a lot with this show. And it was kind of like a frustrating situation for you because I feel like. In a lot of cases, it must be frustrating for you because you would come in there with a wealth of ideas, just like you're a gimmick man, but they would slot you for a match, and it would be a great match all the time, but they wouldn't it was like you were wanting to offer more, and it must
3: have been frustrating so yeah, we can, that was kind of odd, but you run into that with any of these uh outlaw shows because you got guys that are you know, the money guys, the bookers, and they think they know more than the right. talented uh, guys that have done stuff and they don't want to give you the, I mean, they, they, they want to pay you a little bit or whatever, but they don't want to listen to you because then that's taking their power away. And that's, that's right. kind of how it works. No,
2: and, and that makes total sense. And right. that happens all over, you know. At the same time, I know that it would be frustrating to you because they were doing a, a cable access TV show uh, that ran on the local CW, and I just remember you saying, man, I can do so much with this place. But anyway, long story short, I, I remember, I remember. you know, this was around 2013 that, that I remember your creation of this Daredevil character. Now, you know, I remember you getting the... It was like the cape. It was like a Skeletor cape. It, it had like a breastplate yeah. that went over your shoulders. Anyway, it looked to me like a Skeletor cape. You had this awesome look. Then you had the teeth,
3: the eyes. Tell us about that Cerebus character, man. What was your vision for that? I just always, I mean, I've always come up, and, and I, I hold true to this. I'm one person that has never had a company pick my gimmick, or tell me what I was going to be. I came up with everything. I, I came up with the PG-13. I came up with Slash. And then I it, Cerebus was a little bit off of Slash. It was just a little different. Uh, right. The like and the with Cerebus. And I made that outfit out of eco-foam, I think is what they call it. I started looking at uh, these cosplay people and how they made it. I watched YouTube videos on it, and and I made that outfit. And, yes, the Skeletor thing, if you'll notice, the shoulder pads that are on it are just like Skeletors, and that was the influence on that. Um, And I put the LED lights in it, and, you know, I put a battery pack in it and everything. and just, just something different, man. Just like we've talked about a hundred times. I love gimmicks, man. And I think that that to me as an old school kid, I just love gimmicks. And I think people still would love gimmicks. And as we've talked about before, I think that's kind of the deal today is that nobody's got a real gimmick. They all want to be MMA fighters or something. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Black Trump, just their name, first name, the last
3: name. I mean, here's my next, here's what I look like. These are the moves I can do. Who gives a fuck? Nobody gives a (laughs) fuck about that. If I want to watch MMA, I'll watch that and watch guys shoot, kick each other in the face and shit. But if I want to watch professional wrestling, what I was brought up on, I want to see some gimmicks. I want to see, you know, uh, just a, a dramatic, uh, you know, sometimes blood, yeah, that's that's good too. But just the the characters, man, you don't have that with MMA, and that's the difference to me. And that's why, honestly, the the only sport that I follow anymore is football. That's it. I mean, yeah, I don't get yeah. tamed by you. I, I really don't. I mean, I congratulate those guys and they're tough guys and whoop my ass, but it just does not entertain me wrestling entertains me and i feel that the wrestling business today has lost that the feel that it was in the in the 80s and the 90s of these characters that are having these issues and you know these certain moves and things like that now they're just all tumbling around and doing 4000 moves that don't mean shit man yeah And, you know, even, like, they think, like, well, Ric Flair was just
2: Ric Flair. He was the nature boy, first of all, and that was a character unto itself. That was a gimmick, you know, that he lived. And, you know, like, and I'm not knocking guys like John Cena, you know, Randy Orton, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, I mean, all these people with the first name, last name deal. But at the same time, to me, the warlord the powers of pain, Hawk, Animal, Road Warrior, Sting—all those guys were so much more interesting to me than
3: you know what I'm saying. The gimmick guys, you know, they had those couple of moves that you waited for to see Sting do his dive and right he put the, the you know the scorpion on him. I mean. It, it just now everybody's doing every move they fucking can within the given amount of time they have on TV. And yeah, yeah. Some of them I could never do, even in my prime, I couldn't do them, but right. they mean nothing. They mean absolutely right. fucking nothing Cause nobody sells anything. And they also, they don't, they don't build up to it and make it like, boom, that's, that's the pop is when the right. people don't see it coming. When you're doing what they do right now, uh, it's like watching an action movie, okay? You see uh, all these different moves. If you'll notice, on most of these action movies, the camera's moving all over the place, so it's hard to tell what's going on anyway. And yeah, I feel yeah. like these guys emulate that. Yeah, you got the Matrix, and it slows down for a minute, but you can't do that. We're live-action heroes. You can't do that. You don't have the camera angles most of the time. you got to make it look right every time. And the thing for wrestling, to me, was the fan interaction. And you've got to get them involved. you got to make them believe for two seconds, make them fucking believe. Right, exactly.
2: And if you get them, you know, generally you can keep them uh, if you're good enough, you know? So... Exactly. Well well, to disparage modern wrestling even more, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> the reason for Wolfie's comeback, maybe. So back to the February fifth show. February fifth, twenty twenty two, Tennessee Championship Wrestling presents a rival. Okay. You are tagging with Jerry the by God King of Wrestling Lawler versus Doug Gilbert and Moondog. How is it tagging with the
3: king, man? Tell me about that. Well, I, I was sitting here thinking about that because actually I I had to call him this morning about something, and I don't know that I've ever tagged with him before. I've worked him 100 times, but I don't think I've ever tagged with him. So I think okay. this will be cool. When we talked this morning, uh, I, I jokingly said we're going to be called the, the Heart Attack Foundation.
0: <laughs> oh, that's because-
3: hilarious. Because, you know, his deal and my deal, whatever. Uh, yeah. He left. But, and I said, King, I said, I don't know, man, What you know, what kind of bumps I can take. Because his was different. His was uh, cardiac arrest, which is a electrical type deal that goes on in your heart. Mine was a blockage, and I have stents. So right. stents, I don't know. You uh, know and, I, and I, I need to talk to my doctor again uh, about this, though stents can move, and I don't yeah. want stents to move obviously i said I said, well, I know the heat's gonna be on me and he said no he said, no, I'll take it, and yeah. we just laughed about that we yeah 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 there, well, but, uh, yeah, no, i mean <laughs> it's an honor. it's an honor to first of all know him and second of all uh, I feel like he's a a friend of mine. His son was a friend of mine. Uh, it, it's just awesome. And then, you know, I've worked with Doug a hundred times, and this Moondog, I don't think I've ever worked with him. He's a different Moondog. Uh, but uh, I just, I know this will be uh, a great match. Yeah, well, you know, that
2: was part of my question. You know, Doug and you have had some knockdown down drag-out battles in the ring. Yeah. Blood, Pew, and Sweat-knocking, tooth-knocking battles. You know, Tommy Rich, Jamie Dundee, yeah. you guys, I mean, legendary battles. Honestly, probably, in USWA, they're probably your number one opponent at, overall. You guys battled Absolutely. with them so much. You know, you battled with them so much. Now, the one thing I do know about Doug now, again, I've told you a story about him calling me a Mark, and I thought that was hilarious now that I think about it. But <laughs> at the same time, Doug is going to take care of you. i got
3: to think he's going to take care of you, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, But I, at the same you know, we're not going right. to go out there and, you know, ballet dance with each other. I mean we we're the main event. Yeah. We gotta go out there and do stuff and i just you know, for me it's a thing of, you know, the heart and the knee and the elbow yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well I mean that's the elephant in the room, bro. I I mean we might as well go
2: ahead and talk about it. How are you feeling right now? I know you're working out. now
3: you always work out. Keep yourself in shape. But how are you yeah, feeling? I, I mean, walking around. I, I mean I feel I feel good. Um, You know, once they put the stents in, that's what I asked the doctor. I said, am I okay? Can I go back to doing what I said or, you know, what I used to do? And he's like, yeah. We didn't talk about wrestling or anything, but we talked about just, you know, being in the gym. And I've I've not had a problem, you know, up until now, I haven't had a problem. So... Right. Just on my own, like I said, I've kind of researched it and been like, you know, stints and, you know, hard blows to the body. Can it mess you up? But I've also heard that once they're in there, that your tissues kind of uh, grow into them, I guess, and I take off. Medicine and things like that. The, but I'm more concerned. I mean, that does concern me, but I'm more concerned about my tricep and my knee. Uh, right. You know, and, and I think we talked about this where I, I ripped my quadricep off my kneecap last year, and that's a concern. So, uh, can I do some of the moves I used to do? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether that hurt me or. And it's right. scary. I mean,. It'll take that bump to do it. I mean, I've got a... Uh, what they did was when my quadricep ripped off my knee and after I talked to the doctor, he said, you had a lot of damage in there before you did this. And so I know that's resting related. But they drilled two holes through my kneecap. They put fiber wire through those two holes and then stitched them into the tendon and kind of tied it up like a chute. So that's how my knee has gotten healed. It is still, I promise you, it's not 100%. Walking upstairs ain't easy. Uh, it, it don't feel good. Um, my elbow, there's two hooks in my forearm that reattached my tricep tendon to my elbow. So there's a lot of moves that I do that involve both of those things. So what can I do without reinjuring myself?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's obviously something we hope that does not happen. You know, the one thing, I guess, is, you know, how are you preparing for the match? Knowing what you've known, of course, you've wrestled 30-plus years. What are you doing
3: to prepare for it? Well, um, I'm actually doing a lot more cardio than I've ever done, ever. Because, honestly, back in the day when you, when I was wrestling, you know, five and six days a week, I really didn't do cardio. I just lifted weights. Right. Now, my focus is more on cardio, and because of my knee, and I also have a tear in my uh, left hip, and that's MRI-approved, but they won't do surgery because of the recent heart attack. So, I've got to wait on that. So, i got a tear in my hip, my... L five, S one in my lower back are almost touching. Got super lower back problems. So I'm just trying to do cardio and try to limit myself in the ring to, you know, God man, if somebody picks me up and goes with me. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Hit him in the face or something, I don't know. <laughs>
2: well uh, you know we know you can take care of yourself in a shoot and that's not the issue here making a good deal for the fans is, is the important part so I know that you are going to be prepared in the gym because I, it, it's funny you all little behind the scenes here I will sometimes text Wolfie and say hey man let's do this show I want to talk about this right now and you'll be like camp, bro, in the gym, and you'll be there for, like, hours. Wolfie is a gym hound. If you know Wolfie, he is a man that is always in the gym, always cares what he looks like. So the gym part of it is easy. I know you've got that covered. But now cardio in the ring versus cardio on a you know elliptical is totally different, right? I mean, there's a difference in that. It,
3: it, it, it is doesn't. way. There's, there's ring shape and there's gym shape. So what I've been trying to do because of my knee that gives me so much trouble, and actually my other knee, I'm about positive. This is not MRI-proving like my hip, but I think I've got a tear in my meniscus. The elliptical is just it's hard on me. So what I've been doing yeah. is uh, battle ropes combined with this rope pull-down thing, I do intervals on that. I do 35 minutes. Of that, where I go a minute on one, rest for 40 seconds, and do a minute again on the other, and vice versa, and, and go back and forth for about 35 minutes, which is a hell of a workout. It's just, yeah, my legs, I can't, I can't do what I used to with my legs. I just can't. Right. And I've tried to just, I don't know if it'll ever be right, but that's just the yeah. thing, you know. I wonder, you know, if somebody shoots me into the ropes, can I even, because I can't run good. I really can't. I can half-ass run, so if somebody shoots me into ropes, rope, can I do that? And, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm I'm wondering about, but I'm anxious. <laughs> this. I'm anxious to do it, man. Well, I mean, I love the
2: boogie-woogie man, Jimmy Valiant. I respect handsome Jimmy Valiant, but at the same time, brother is still working in the ring randomly. So yeah. I and, feel like in his 70s, hey,
3: you know. <laughs> I about I, I give my i mean utmost kudos to people like him ricky morton and even lawler that have been doing right. this for way more years than i have right but right. at the same time and i can't say it about lawler because he did take he fuck, he got rented by a car he, you know joe Laduke on the thing you know a lot of shit like that, I have taken a lot of big bumps in my career and because that's what I I wanted people to remember things. You know what I mean? You, they talk about your wrestling moment, okay, maybe not that, but every match, uh, my thought was, what can I do to make the people go, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is legit. You know, and I and I really did, and I I took a lot of big bumps, man, and and now you know I'm paying for it. But it's you know some people's bodies hold up better than others. I don't understand how Lawler did. He he don't wear knee pads, never has. I'm, and what big move was the second rope uh fist drop where he lands on his knees? And I understand how his knees ain't blown out, but I again, mean, different yeah. people's bodies hold up different ways. You know, right. Lawler is a freak, man. I I
2: don't even know how to explain it. He is a freak of nature because he's like eternally 39 or something. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Uh, It's amazing to watch him. And honestly... I'll say it again, and I've said it before. He's one of the greats of all time, 100%. Um,
3: oh, absolutely. Without a doubt.
2: Never got his respect. Always was written out as a Memphis guy. But honestly, Memphis, people don't respect Memphis like they do the Mid-Atlantic for some reason. But Memphis is much more of a pivotal part of the future of wrestling. So, like, if you take Memphis and you take the Mid-Atlantic at the same time, Memphis was much more of a future glimpse than the mid-Atlantic was. And I know there'll be people that argue with me about that, but truthfully Memphis was like a, you
3: know, like a fire starter almost, you know? Yeah. Anybody anybody that was anybody came through Memphis. There's no denying that. No denying that. And Memphis was the last, the last territory to go out of business When Vince bought up everything. So that completely says a lot. And Memphis was a different beast. If you were over in Memphis, you were over. They believed in you. The city loved you. Uh, I mean, I could tell stories of the police. And uh, if I was a normal person, probably would have been in jail for a long time. Yeah. But because we were so over in that territory, it was just. It, it was different, man. And that says a lot that they were the last, last ones to go out of business. I know. I
2: know. And and that's the, the absolute God's honest truth. Anybody that knows this, the history of wrestling knows that you're speaking the truth there.
0: Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors. And we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. you need the rock star realtor
1: benji is a member of exit realty's garden gate team in gallatin tennessee so you know
2: not to skip here but uh, because i feel like we could just do a memphis episode and be be fine but to talk a little more about the show directly you know they also are having some cool people on the show. One of the stars is the nephew of Rikishi, Fatu, the MLW champion, and that's Jacob Fatu. Are you yep. familiar with, you know, he's like one of the, the Uso's
3: cousins, basically. They're related yeah, to everybody, and you know? I cannot remember, honestly. He just messaged me the other day and said, bro, and it talked to you. And uh, we haven't connected yet, but I think with uh, Pro, you know, when when USWA yeah. went out of business, sales opened up PowerPro, which still kept Memphis alive a little bit. I'm thinking, because Rikishi was there, and I I think Jacob was there too. I just I can't remember, man. You know, my memory is not that good on stuff like that. But I think he was too. But yeah, I mean, any of them. It it, it doesn't matter which one you're talking about. And we're talking about a a family uh, wrestling history. That they're all good. They're all good. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I remember in Power Pro, you know, Rikishi was Jr. Smooth wearing those fancy silk-looking pants and. You got. I remember you guys battling, you know, say, Hey, we're going to do a power pro episode for sure, but you guys go look on YouTube. Just type in Wolfie D power pro. You're going to see some cool stuff, man. Really took. You know, the extension of, of CWA, USWA, and really trying to, you know, Randy Hills tried to keep things going there. Some good stuff on PowerPro. You'll see a lot of future stars again, like you said. And now another character that is on this show is QT Marshall. Now, he is an AEW superstar. Now, he is a family friend of the Rhodes family, and he actually is their head trainer at their Nightmare, I think it's Nightmare Factory or Nightmare Family. I, I, it's something to do with that, and he's like their head trainer, QT Marshall. Are you familiar with QT at all?
3: Honestly, man, no, I'm not. Yeah. I, I no idea. Cause I, I did the poster for the, uh, right. for the show. If you want to see that, I did that. Uh, yeah. I had yeah. to pictures and things like that and, and and no I'm not because you know I don't keep up with the current thing and all that right uh, so I no I don't I don't I don't know him. Yeah, no, and, and and that's totally cool. I
2: just think maybe you need to corner him and say, "Come on the podcast, you talk to us, man." Okay, <laughs> so, yeah, and Jacob too, and Doug and Moon Dog and Moonshine and whoever else is there, just talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I need to do is we need to set you up with a travel kit of a recorder, and but we'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> Now, the biggest question that I think a lot of people are asking, and and it wasn't featured on the the, uh, poster there, but will we see YouTube star, YouTube sensation, Diamond
3: Sparkles? Are we going to see her make an appearance on this show? She'll be with me. I, I don't know that she'll be on the show, but she'll be with me.
2: Okay, so fans will be able to get a Diamond Sparkles autograph,
3: correct? Yeah, they could probably do that. <laughs> you bring the money, she, she might sign something for you. Who knows, right? <laughs> Michelle, Michelle Myers, boom on OnlyFans. Is yeah, where they get there their you go. Shots. Hey, link in the show notes.
2: Okay, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. If you're a fan of beautiful women, go ahead and, and join that OnlyFans up there. So, anyway, back to the show here. So we'll get off on another subject there. So. So we know what you're doing to prepare for the match. We've talked about your injuries. You know, man, I don't want this to be like the end of the wrestler movie (laughs) where, you know, it just fades to black for Wolfie D, you know. They are going to be having a meet and greet, too. Now, the doors will open if you pay this $50 to Golden Circle Ticket. Yeah. The doors will open for those folks at 5 p.m., where you
3: guys, I assume, will be doing signings and all that, correct? Yes, absolutely, and yeah, I'll have my eight by tens, and I will have my uh, pint size all stars. I'll have all that. So yeah, yeah, they get yeah.
2: a lot. Yeah, and I'm going to try to get you some stickers to give away, too, so uh, we'll work on that for sure. Tickets are $30 ringside, $20 general admission for for this show here. So, now, you know, we've talked about this show, PCW, everything's going in that direction. Are there any plans for matches after this show for you right now?
3: Man, you know, I've thought about that, and honestly, because – uh, other promoters have seen that. Oh, these back! I've got right. so many of those back, man. I want to yeah. book you. And my basic answer has been, let me see how I do on this one, because who yeah. knows when I come yeah. out? And honestly, and this is a this is a shoot. If I even make it out of the ring, who knows? You know, right. and, I, and I'm not saying be a, I'm not trying to work nobody or whatever. You know, I've got my health issues, my knee, my everything, my heart. If I make it out of the ring, I'm gonna see how I feel. And yeah. if I feel okay, then yes, I, I, I may do some more stuff. But if I come back feeling like shit or if I fucking die out there or something like that, I mean honestly I I just don't know, man. I gotta feel yeah, this yeah. one out. Yeah, of course, and 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 we don't
2: want to put the cart before the horse here, but I I will be seeing a prayer for you during the match, <laughs> just to yeah. make sure you, you get good there. So any of my man, praying
3: be D fans, don't it, forget uh, it, Jimmy for reserve tickets on this show. And I, I really want man, if I'm gonna go out there and do this, I really want it to be a packed house. 3-1-4-2-0-4-6-1-6 is how you get your reserve tickets. I want to see this place packed out. I've been in Omen arena before in yeah. a while. Bert used to run it. Uh, and now he's, right. he's gone. And so these guys are taking over, uh, running this thing. And, uh, obviously with, with, with Lawler on the card and Doug myself, I mean, we want to see a lot of people yeah. there. And like I said, this could be my only return. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Like you just asked, I, I know, right. but yeah. what I can say is I'll go out there and I'll give my best, and uh, I hope to see a lot of the people uh, that I used to see in that area. Uh, that area made made me as a wrestler. Uh, it, it helped me get to WWE. It helped me get to WCW. It did all that, and I really appreciate the fans more than anything because without the fans, we ain't shit. If anybody don't believe that, they're up their own ass because the fans make you. Right, exactly. And so don't forget, Golden Circle tickets, $50. That
2: opens your doors at 5 p.m. for the meet and greet. Regular admission is $30 for ringside, $20 for general admission. Again, call 731-420-4616 to reserve those tickets. Get them taken care of. Get it out of the way. You got some extra Christmas money. You might as well spend it for some entertainment. That, That is on par with the best in the world. So now... Literally, you know, other than that, Wolfie, you know, basically, you know, I want to thank all their sponsors. Ben Bowie. If you need a home, get with Ben, you know. Pro Wrestling Loot, Top Knot Stuff, going to have some of the best wrestling memorabilia you can buy. Coach's Corner Sports Grill. Honestly, if you're Springfield, Tennessee, and you're hungry, get the best in the world. They got great burgers, man. They got wall-to-wall TVs.
3: And my boy Eric Byford, I went to high school with him, man. He's a good guy, and he's went through a lot. Dude almost died. He, got, he was in an attack, got stabbed a number of times, and almost died. And he uh, yeah. came through it all. He has done a, a great deal for himself, and I'm, I'm very proud of him.
2: Yeah, man, he's a great guy. I've only dealt with him for just a little bit, but when he decided to come on as a sponsor, he came on strong. And so really honestly, that leads me to this, you know, let's go into current affairs, DJ. It's the music. It's a current All right, we're back. to Current affairs, sponsored by Coach's Corner Sports Grill. Now, Wolfie, you know, obviously the most current affair is this show you're coming up on, February 5th, Jackson, Tennessee, Oman Arena. You know, TCW presents a rival. But, as always, I've got some current affairs for you. The first one, I want to get your idea on this. Drew McIntyre, you know, they've been interviewing him a lot lately. And recently, he said that he would like – borrow on his next field run from the boxer YouTube dude, Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, Jake Paul. Have you seen stuff about this Jake Paul guy? What are your thoughts on Jake Paul?
3: Well, I've seen some of it. And then I understand. I've, I've not watched one of his fights. But I just saw... I think him and Floyd Mayweather are fighting now.
2: Is that right? Well, yeah, Logan Paul, his brother, fought him.
3: Then I'll be honest with you, I don't know the difference. I thought they were both the same guy. But uh, (laughs) I think it it feels like a work to me, but, I mean, whatever. Uh, I know I've always thought boxing was a work, too, ever since I got in the business. There's been a number of boxers that have done stuff with wrestling and just being in the business and hearing the stories, man, they always uh they always know what to do and, and yeah. like working punches and stuff. That that Mike Tyson shot on Shawn Michaels as right. a working punch. But it was great. Right. It was a great working right. punch. Right. Uh, it was. And so, and there was another instance and I can't think of who it was. It was back, it was back in the seventies or eighties, something in Memphis. I want to say, uh, Sphinx. I want to say Sphinx. I may be wrong, but there was something there where they did something and another working punch. And so they, they know what they're doing. And yeah. I feel like when they're hugging and stuff, I feel like they're talking like we do. And right. I don't know, man. I mean, it's a stiff work if it's a work. And I'm not saying it is or it isn't. And I, I'm not even sure about UFC. I, and yet, you see, you know, people come out of there with their faces beat up. But, right, I don't know, some of it just seems like, uh, just to me, being spoiled in the business, I feel like most everything is a little bit of a work, especially if it's got <laughs> money involved. I feel like yeah. football sometimes is a work. Uh, I don't think the players are in on it. But I think the coaches and, and things like that might be, it's, you know, there's Vegas. If Vegas is involved, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: Exactly. Politics is a word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. totally oh.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I can yeah. see where, as a wrestler, you would see the working side of everything, essentially, after that, you know.
3: Yeah. When I broke into business, they told me, uh, believe none of what you hear in only half of what you see.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's it. Oh, man, that's hilarious. And that might be a new (laughs) T-shirt coming up on Pro Wrestling Teeth.
3: Here you go.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Wolfie is hilarious. I've I've taken three of his sayings and turned them into pro wrestling tees t-shirts. So go on there, listen to the podcast. You'll you'll put them two together. Anyway, so we're in current affairs here. So yeah, Jake Paul. I think a lot of people are trying to prove that it's a work. Now, he seems to be borrowing from the Conor McGregor style. You know, there's those guys that are just unlikable or they're just natural heels. And these guys seem to have that element of a rich guy who has had some success, whether it's bought and paid for or whether it's truly legit.
3: They're spinning off of wrestling, man. And they they figured it out. Muhammad Ali figured it out a long time ago. Muhammad Ali's most. Were so good. There was no boxer before him that right. did that type of shit, and that's yeah. what sells tickets, and that's what wrestling does. I like what's the guy? Uh, oh my god, the guy that just fought. Oh uh, man, what's his name? The big, the big white guy. What's his name? Come on, help me. Tyson Fury. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he gets. It. He yeah, he gets. He is a shock, shut- and but he can back it up. I mean. You know, as long as it's working, I don't know. But he gets it, as far as that goes, on the Muhammad Ali level. That's what Muhammad Ali did. He made people want to buy tickets, and that's the goal. That's the fucking goal, man, is buy tickets. Or, you know, nowadays, I guess it's buy pay-per-view. I don't know. But it's people dislike you or make people like you. Enough to right right. buy your shit. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole point of it, isn't it? I mean,
2: you know, and, and Muhammad Ali, If we're getting off on this subject, which I'm happy to, you know, Dusty Rhodes, yeah. Superstar Billy Graham, those, Jimmy Valiant, those guys all borrowed
3: from Muhammad Ali, you know? So yeah. they said shit. Like, when Dusty would talk, it would make you go, oh, you'd feel that feeling of, oh, i yeah. want to go see this. When The Rock did it, Uh, I want to go see this. Austin, Hogan, those are the guys that fucking have made money in this business. And everybody thinks, that's what I'm saying, man. We'll go back, you know, how many every minute. But these guys are doing all these moves and shit. That don't make a fuck. If you look at each one of them, each one of them that I just mentioned had about three moves. Right, and that's all they fucking needed because they could talk on the mic and make you want to see them and see right. those three moves. That's yeah. all you wanted, right? Let me see you come out here. Let me see you, you know, do a whatever match or whatever. But I want to see that move, that move, that move, and let's go after that. You know, it's just like. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a simple, simple, simple formula. And the guys today have changed it into, let's make this an action movie. And that's why none of them, I'm sorry, I'll go on record, they're not going to make money. They're not. I'm sorry. Tony it's Khan, yeah. can, whatever. I don't give a fuck. They're not going to make money doing what they're doing. I've said it before. There's that one thing where... You get a Stone Cold, you get a Rock, you get a Hulk Hogan. And, and I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not good on whether I can judge Roman Reigns because I really haven't watched him. But there's only these certain guys that come along every now and then. And wrestling goes and dips. It'll yep. go up for a minute, it'll go down for a minute. You're going to have your fans that are going to watch all the fucking time. But mm-hmm. when your superstar is on Good Morning America or whatever the fuck else, that's when wrestling is huge again. Yeah. And there's only a certain couple of guys that can do that, man. Right. And they yeah, don't right. require backflips and fucking goofy spots. They don't require that. They It, it requires uh, talking on the mic and selling their shit. Yeah. And... Maybe it's because there's not a real Memphis to come through anymore
2: if you think about it, man. I mean, you know, you just mentioned guys like Hogan, you know, Stone Cold, The Rock, they all came through Memphis like we've talked about before. So maybe Roman Reigns needed a Memphis to come through. Who knows, man? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. The next statement kind of leans into what you just were talking about. So Mick Foley recently was quoted as saying, one thing missing from wrestling today is these vicious out-to-hurt-you heels, such as, what you believe like Abdullah
3: the Butcher or, or the Bruiser Brodies of the world would be.
2: Do you see some truth in that statement
3: there? I absolutely do. And the reason is, and and I think I've said this on here before, we as a wrestling business have given up saying, hey, you know, this is kind of a shoot or whatever. Uh, this is sports entertainment, blah, blah, blah. I remember I broke in a little before this happened. I remember when I can draw back at a fan, uh, you know, in the front row, and they'd, they'd fucking, you know, backpedal, because they didn't know if I was going to hit them or not. Right. Nowadays, you, it doesn't matter. They know you're not going to. I cannot make you mad at me if you know that my role is to make you mad at me. Yeah, period. Right. You're not scared of me. I remember as a kid going to the National Fairgrounds and actually being scared of the heels because I thought they were, you know, dicks or whatever. And, uh, I mean, I can can name off numerous events where I went there and uh, there was one guy called the Bounty Hunter. And I think he was going to the bathroom or something. And I just happened to be back that way. And uh, I asked him for an autograph, and he's like, "Fuck you, kid." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "This guy's a dick." And yeah. and, and it made me not like him. And, right. and and that's that's not what happens now. You do not feel that, and the fans do not feel that anymore. They know that okay, this guy's playing a character, and 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 it, it's so funny because. When I went up to ECW and stuff, this was the first time I really realized this, that they'll fucking sit there and, and yeah, you know, me and Jamie got heat or whatever, but didn't ask the show, hey, great performance, great performance. No, I don't want to fucking hear that. I do not want to <laughs> fucking hear that. I want you yeah. to not like me. Right. So right. I just think that uh, it's a lost thing because the business has been so exposed that you can't you can't fucking do that no more. You can't.
2: It's true, man. It's true. And and I remember one time I was watching E C. W in Salem, Virginia and they were doing a, a house show tour. And I remember after the show, we went to eat at Denny's in in Salem, Virginia. And in there was some of the wrestlers from the ECW show. And we didn't know this. So Rhino is a heel. I walk up to Rhino and I'm like, hey, man, great show. And he looked at me like he was going to rip my head off and crap down my throat. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what you should have done. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, what a dick. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, hey, man, good show. but Why would he talk to me? He's he's a
3: heel anyway. We live your gimmick. If you don't live your gimmick, I don't think you can get over
2: it. Right. That's another show coming up, I think. It's a good idea. Which was a more fun gimmick to live, Slashed or PG-13? I think I know the answer, but. <laughs>
3: oh, fuck. Yeah, thirteen. We were, were heels, we were baby faces, Slash was you know, just psychotic and usually a heel and yeah, you know, just. but I always lived it man I hated, hated, hated hated when I'd work on a show and this was probably post Slash because that's when everything started changing when right. I'd go with somebody and be like, oh we need all y'all out at the gimmick table I said, I'm a heel I'm not right. going to the Young table. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, you go out there. I'd be like, no, I'm not going fucking out there because I'm keeping my heat. Why would you want me to fucking sit out there and sign autographs and expect me to get heat? Man. Right. And that fucking right. shit pisses me off. I hate that.
2: Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I mean, that's just natural. That's like your basic psychology right there. If you blow that, it's done, man. Yeah. This is what happens now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Well, you know, like I always say, Wolfie, you always continuously lead me into the next question. It's like the perfect interview. So being as that said, take yourself to the mind of Slash and the time frame that you were Slash, okay? So since you are making your comeback, if you were able to be in the same state, injury-wise, health-wise, of your Slash days, okay, who are some of the current stars that you'd like to work with in that slash gimmick.
3: Shit. Man, honestly, I could work with anybody. I've always been one of those guys that, you know, the old thing of, I could work with a broomstick. I could work right. with anybody and, and I don't watch it right now. So I don't know who would be the best to work with or anything. But sure. I think if, if you give me the right platform, I work with anybody. Yeah. You know who I would like to see you work with? You know,
2: people are going to say Bray Wyatt. I would like to see you somehow form a alliance with Bray Wyatt as Slash. But someone that I would like to see you work with to show how much and how good of a carpenter wrestler you were is I would like to see you work with Daniel Bryan, man, or Bryan Danielson. I would like to see yeah. him, you know, working. I can smaller work yeah. Yeah.
3: The thing would be like for me uh, is just to uh, like see kind of their work, you know, whatever their moves are, both like that, and and then just figure it out from there, man. It doesn't take that much for me; it really doesn't. I mean, dude, I've worked with everybody from OVW creator Danny Davis to New Jack to just, I mean, I can work with anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah, you can. If you and can work the cool one. What was cool the other day is we shared a video of you working with New Jack on Facebook. So go on our Facebook page, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, and you'll see a cool it's only the, a small part of it. It's like five minutes or something, but I would love to see that entire match sometime. We'll have to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. So.
3: I, I led that whole thing. I led that whole thing. If you could see me selling, I'm telling him what to do because it was a, it was a, a point thing or whatever. And I kept leaning towards him like your turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> My
2: turn. I love that. Cause I actually think that's a cool idea. The point system, uh, you know, not sure why that didn't catch on, but, you know, as is anything, people are always going to go to the old traditional, hey, let's two guys in a match with a personal matter, you know, um, right. hopefully. So, well, honestly, works, Wolfie, yeah, you know, it does. And to be, you know, honest, that is our show for the day. Thank you all so much for, again, for listening. Wolfie, do you have anything for the people?
3: Once again, man, I just appreciate everybody listening. Uh, It's been an honor, an absolute honor. I did not think when Jimmy approached me that we could do this, but it's doing so good. Doing so good. And uh, go to Pro Wrestling Tees. And like I said, next week I should have the figures out.
2: Yeah, help us out because this helps the podcast. You know what I mean? Anything that you can purchase from us to help the podcast out.
3: If you don't want right. your like name out there or whatever, just sponsor, just sponsor, just contact us and say, hey, uh, I'd I like to put some money in or whatever. Yeah. So.
2: Exactly. And we'd love to help you, you know, do that. Now, we would be glad to mention your name, but if you want to be silent about it, that's fine too. So, once again, this show was dedicated to Wolfie's comeback. Keep in mind, we're going to be promoting that show coming up on all of the social medias. But it is February 5th, 2022, Jackson, Tennessee at the Oman Arena. Tennessee Championship Wrestling presents Arrival. And that is, again, with Doug Gilbert and one of the Moondogs versus jerry the king lawler and our very own very favorite number one wrestler wolfie d can't wait for that to happen and, and can't wait to see how that gets all right take us out wolfie
3: love you guys thank you for listening thank you jimmy thank you buddy live it in color take care
1: and now a word from our sponsor
2: So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf W-O-L-F-E I'm on Instagram at Warren Wolf 13 you can always find us on Facebook, Twitter Instagram and YouTube at Live Wolfie D here's the thing Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos he has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right?
3: Wolfie. Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help
2: with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG thirteen and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
3: And hey Jimmy, before we go, real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more is the people that are listening. And
2: we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a, cat
0: for, he got a cat for, for you don't. I got a cat he got for And here we go The original white boy That came out sagging Not bragging Don't be hating because spitting the truth Still lobbing in color Don't rush your mother Utilize a hubcap I'm like enemy other Back in the day I was N-O-D, and I was P to the G, plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Titus up is taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are, without me name dropping. Wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop Been doing it like this since 92. Late love for a while, and you thought I was through. Listen real close to, this rhyme to the rhymes that I've objective. This shit's so sick, it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no making that is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more force and over on Ford Vita. To play games, so, so you get better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Every time I keep ticking, and I can't be stopped. You me step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up, then I'm driving it home. It's we D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I you got a cap for your dome. i you got a cap for your dome. You you got a cap
1: for your toe. This has been a James Rock Street production.